the national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. Inbound. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. And good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio, as always, with Coach Mike. And we have a special guest, a blast from the past. Clayton the Claw Harris is in the building, you'll be, to borrow you, a phrase. You'll be, you'll be seeing more of me now that football's over. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. I got you, I got you. And you actually, uh, uh, and for those of you who might have forgotten, Clayton and I, our, uh, our Alabama Crimson Tide fans, right. and uh, not so much on Coach Mike, but Coach Mike, you know, it, that's okay. We're not mad at Coach Mike about that. Mike, and he wears it proudly on his sleeve uh, that he pulls for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Cowboys and the University of Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah, something about orange. Okay, I got you. I got you. And Clayton, you went down. You went down to the Bama LSU game this weekend. How was the atmosphere? How was it? Was it? Was, how was all the revelry and the? You it, know, it, it was really fun, man. Like me and my wife, we 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 have a lot of kids, and so anytime her and I can go somewhere out of town uh, for without, a night away without without children, without, yeah. without, okay, uh, childless, child man, it was it was just it was a lot of fun, and that the atmosphere. When Tyrion Arnold's interception, they said it was the loudest recorded decibels in the history of the stadium. Really? Yes. With all, the, with all the big games been in that stadium, I that mean, was that the loudest. Is, that's wow. right. For some reason, I, I think it was the all day of being able to tailgate and <laughs> yeah. prepare so the, for the game. Uh, so the alcohol impaired uh, had, had, had saying, something to do with we it. Impaired or prepared? <laughs> impaired, prepared, whatever. You put. Alcohol had something to do with that noise, uh, that decibel See, my, my, reading. My wife had watched that, uh, that series or that little documentary thing on, on HBO about – uh, Bama Rush, where the where the young ladies rush for sororities, and she yeah, wanted she wanted to, day and all that. Yeah, she wanted to she wanted to walk down sorority row there behind the stadium. So we went down there, and yeah, let's just say everybody was having yeah. a great time. Yeah, that five U house, that ten million dollar five U house, is pretty impressive. It looks like all a, of them. They're all beautiful they do, houses. They look like. Uh, Kind of like Southern hotels. Yeah, you know what it I mean. Really, they, really, I mean, they got like little markets in them and stuff when you walk in. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Well, there you have it. Uh, Alabama uh, came out on top this weekend and uh, over LSU. You know, I kind of had a feeling. I felt pretty good about Alabama if we could just slow uh, LSU's offense down. And of course, um, one way to do that. Um, and I don't, I don't say it's the reason we won the ball game. Of course, there was a hit on uh, Daniels, the LSU quarterback, that pretty much put him out of the game by Dallas Turner. But I, I mean, the flag was thrown for unnecessary roughness, um, and but the the referees did not feel as though um, 
returner need to be ejected from the game for targeting? Before before we dive into that, I, but because we can talk about this for a while, I do want to come out come on today and publicly apologize to Jalen Milrow. I'm telling you right now, um, I was a critic after that Texas game. In fact, I think I was one of the first callers on the postgame show. I do think at that time, Coach Saban had to get, look at other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to, to Jalen Milrow's credit, he could have pouted. He could have he could have jumped in the portal and left. Uh, but he hung in there. He's getting better each and every week. I'm proud of him. I'm telling. You, I mean, he's and he. What did he? What he got an award this week? He, he just, just announced about an hour ago. He's the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. There you go, Jalen. Three hundred seventy-nine all-purpose yards, four touchdowns. There you have it. Um, the AP Top Twenty-five came out earlier today. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State has gone back down after their kind of a. Um, well, they were down at halftime to Rutgers, nine to seven. Uh, but Georgia, on the AP Top 25 at least, moves up to number one. Uh, Michigan, number two. Ohio State, three. FSU, four. Washington, five. Oregon, six. Texas, Alabama, Penn State at nine. And Ole Miss is ten. And don't forget, Georgia and Ole Miss. Lockhorns this weekend in Athens. And I promise you, folks, Lane Kiffin's going to have something going on for He'll that game. something up his sleeve. I, I, uh, I, I, I'm a believer. Number, I am. UT comes in at 14. Missouri is 16. Um, and, you know, Missouri gave Georgia a game this weekend. They did. It was in the fourth quarter, and Georgia was hanging on to a a, a three-point lead, 24-21. And uh, Missouri was pretty much going up and down the field on Georgia. Now, of course, Georgia uh, widened that lead by the end of the game. But uh, – but it'll be interesting to see what a Lane Kiffin offense will do against that defense with and and that Georgia offense without Brock Bowers and on I tell the you, team. You know, as much as I am, you know, a Tennessee fan, Tennessee better look out for Missouri. That that's a, that's a team that could jump up and bite them, well, and bite but, them but, hard. But now you Missouri's t- favored in that yeah, game, yeah, by the way. And I mean. The early line on that game is Missouri. They're, by, they're, they're Missouri one of the better one, teams Missouri that no one's one really talking about. I, I think it's flipped. I think it's Tennessee now minus one. Oh, it's Tennessee. Okay. Well, but, so. but, but but you brought up Tennessee fans, and I and I think you know we. Well, I'm not trying to hijack the show, but let's go back to the Dallas Turner hit. Okay. When I left the stadium Friday night, I didn't. I, even during the game, like it was a hard, it was it was a great form tackle. It was a good hit. Uh, it wasn't until Sunday morning when I got on social media that I – that just the outrage. From After, who? Well, m- mostly, honestly, Tennessee fans. Were Tennessee – but Tennessee played LSU. I mean, excuse me, Alabama played LSU. They didn't play Tennessee. I, I know. But what I'm saying is – So, Tennessee fans on social media found it necessary to blast Alabama – To blast Alabama's Dallas Turner – for a legitimate hit that was flagged, right? Not only that, they're. I bla- mean, it was flagged. There was a flag thrown. They're blasting the SEC. They're saying that teams ought to boycott going to Tuscaloosa for the safety of their players. Oh, and, really? Yeah. What about what about the hit on Bryce Young last year? That was not that 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 turned pretty much took his helmet off his head and. Uh, no nothing tar- was no covered. targeting. Yeah, that, in Knoxville, that that did ha- that, that, did, that did happen. I, I've got yeah. I saw a video of it before we went on the air. It it, it happened. Um, you know. So that's a, so what what you're saying is so that's okay. 
That that's no big deal. But for Alabama to hit an LSU player like that is a big deal. I think what it tells you is that UT played UConn Saturday morning. They had so, nothing else to talk about. So they so they they tuned in. <laughs> they won. They won by fifty six. I was they, gonna say they, they, they tuned in Saturday night, thinking, "Here we go. Brian Kelly's gonna do it. He's gonna knock him out of the race, just like us." And that's all they had to bitch about. I guess. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, Tennessee needs Ole Miss to win. They're going to have to pull for Lane Kiffin yeah. this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because yeah. As if, much as if it can win. <laughs> well, you know what? Tennessee's, Tennessee is used to pulling for other teams to beat other teams because they can't take care of their business. If Tennessee took care of their business, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have to pull for other teams. They wouldn't have to pull for Lane Kiffin. They wouldn't have to pull for LSU. They wouldn't have to cry about about a, a hit on Alabama player put on LSU quarterback. Right. Well, yeah. you know. So so the, the Tennessee fans are used to pulling for other teams to get themselves in a better position because they, as a team, cannot take care of business themselves. And this is exactly why this rivalry needs to continue because it is obvious this rivalry is uh, still just as heated as it's ever oh, been. Yeah. It needs to it needs to continue and, and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, yes, I started gigging you the other day about comments and, and here and there and it was all quite frankly it was about all the jest. It was about all the hit, about the hit about on the hit issues and all that stuff. Now, I will say this. The NCAA SEC, NCAA, Big Ten, whoever, because there's it, it happens in other conferences just as well. They need to get a handle, and they need to get a lot more consistent about what they're going to call targeting and inappropriate hits because it is extremely inconsistent across the board. And that's you for know, and, 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 and that's and, and, for every single school involved, yes. including the Vols. Yes. Including the ball, including hey, a cheap shot to the back of the head, including a cheap shot to the back of the head as a player's laying on the ground. They, they need they 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 need to review stuff like that. Is that yeah. what you're saying? That would be a help. You know, some 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 it some be, UT yeah. supporters said that he was trying to punch the ball uh, out right there in that in that Alabama uh, game. I, I you know I didn't see I didn't see the ball anywhere near the back of that <laughs> that Alabama player's head. Did you? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. College football playoff rankings also came out. Um, the top five remain undefeated. Ohio State beat Rutgers thirty-five to sixteen after trailing at by at halftime nine to seven. Uh, Georgia uh, stretched out over Mizzou and won thirty to twenty-one over number twelve Mizzou uh, after it was pretty close, twenty-four twenty-one in the fourth quarter. Georgia has Ole Miss next in Athens this weekend. Could be one hell of a ball game. Michigan, uh, who was throwing the ball late against Purdue, um, <laughs> being up thirty-four to they were up they were up thirty-four to six with under three minutes to go. They're, they're and trying Michigan, to cover the spread, man. Jim Harbaugh and and, and company were throwing the ball. He reminds me on man, Purdue. He reminds me of a man running scared because he may not get to keep any of these wins. Uh, and is that is that and, you know <laughs> hey folks is that way is that the way that I mean. The sign stealing scandal is has come out. Everybody knows about Michigan stealing signs. So if you play Michigan and don't change your signs up, then that's on you now. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's on Michigan for being cheaters, but it's on you as 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 an opponent. Now that it's come out, yeah. as, as an opponent to change your signals. So was it? So so was by Michigan running the score up and throwing the ball late on Purdue to run the score up after you're up by thirty. 
is that is that is that to show the world? Is that for Harbaugh to show the world? Look, we weren't stealing their signs. They changed their signs, and we still beat them by. We're still beat them by thirty five. If it you see what been, I mean? If it would have been a better team, that might have been a message to send. But against Purdue. You know, <laughs> I got. It. Hey, FSU wins by 17 over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's terrible. I mean, I, I, I get it. Pittsburgh beat Louisville. I don't see how they did it. I still think Louisville yep. threw that game for the bookies. But uh, FSU won by 17 over Pittsburgh. Seemed like they should have won a, by a lot more. Washington outlasted USC. I predicted that game would go over the 76. It did. They scored 94 <laughs> points. <laughs> Well, a long ways. And they beat USC by 10 points. Um, the first time in 10 years at the college football playoff history that all top five teams are undefeated this late in the season. Now, in the next few weeks, Ohio State will play Michigan. So one of them will have a loss. Washington has a really tough closing schedule. They play Utah next at Oregon State and then in-state rival Washington State. Um so it's likely that all five conferences will produce a one-loss team. And Clayton, who else has one loss that we know? Alabama has one loss. There Texas has one loss. Penn State has one loss. And Clayton, let me that you, you that you're you're one for one. Let me ask you another question. If Alabama wins in Lexington this Saturday, what does that mean for Alabama? They are going to go to the SEC championship game. They're locked into the SEC championship game. No but matter they, what they still got to take. Care of business against uh, Chatt- Chattanooga and Auburn. But absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, now, week number three, what did what did Nick Saban do to Jalen Miller in week number three after the Texas loss? He benched him. That's right. Now, this past Saturday, Jalen Milrow, 374 total yards, including uh, 20 rushes for 155 yards. And, and a four, school, school record, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. I'm still going to say that benching was as much disciplinary as it was performance based. Okay. I, I just, there's, and, and Saban, to his, again, I'm going to say to his credit, uh, yeah. I get it. Is, is not talking about it because he handled it internally and he said, this is our bit, you know, basically his, his message is, this is our business. We'll of handle course. It. Now, the, 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 I, the, I, I just can't the believe pick six or whatever he threw right there to, to Texas did not help no, Milrose no, case no. out at and all. I'm, but, but what I'm thinking is maybe he did something on his own that he was not either he was told not to do or he did something that he shouldn't have done. I, I just think, and he, it was as much a disciplinary that, that okay. carried over into the performance. Because he was right you back out I, there once, once his kind of you know what timeout. I think and of course, the other two guys coming in didn't didn't well, do anything. So I, I think I think it was the other two guys that made Saban's decision. I think Saban had the kid from Notre Dame, Bushner, Buckner, oh, yeah, Tyler Buckner, yeah. Buckner, and then he had Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson. I think he bench. knew what he I had. I think there. I think he wasn't. <laughs> I think he 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 went or with. Didn't have it there. was early in the season. He went with Milrow. Yep. It didn't work out in the Texas game, so he had a couple other guys, a couple of pinch hitters that he could put in the game, and he felt as though he might not be losing or gaining a whole lot by inserting another quarterback I don't in think there I, for Jalen at, at, at the way Milrow was playing at the time, they couldn't be any worse than what he was. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think you've seen this 
evolution of the Alabama offense, you got to give credit to Tommy Reese and also to Milrow. I mean, uh, I think being able to use him to run the ball just adds a whole different level to his game. And, it, and the way McClellan's running, Roydell Williams well, is the running. The offensive line's got Jam Miller's running. The, the offensive line was They're dominant. gelling at the right time. I got it, you know, they, they were dominant in the second. And it's, I gel, it's coming together and it's gelling at the right time. This, I mean, may, this may be one of Saban's best coaching jobs he's ever done. Congratulations to Spring Hill High uh, graduate football player that uh, – so running back Dante Smith. He's a running back for Georgia Tech. Uh, Dante came off a big week last week. This week, Dante at Virginia in a win 45-17 over the Wahoos. Dante ran for 78 yards on 15 carries and two touchdowns. He also had three receptions for 35 yards. Um, so congratulations to him. We always want to root for our local boys. Now, uh, other – Quick other high school updates before the break. Um, there is not a Region 5 football team left in the high school playoffs as far as we know. Right? In, two a. in 2A. In 2A. Oh, in 2A. Okay. Well, Columbia Central lost a tough, tough fight um, Friday night at Centennial 27-15. to um, Caden McCoy broke out with a big run early, right early in the game. Reception, then, yeah. Well, that was that's right. Yeah. It was it was a reception for a touchdown, and then Centennial kind of shut that down the rest of the game, didn't they, Clayton? They did. Um, you know, it, Coach Golf took over in the middle of May, and um, you know that's not the most ideal time to do it. But he was able to, you know, get this go from three and seven the prior year to seven and to three, seven and three, three this year uh, against a team who some have had as has number one in the state at some point or the other. Uh, they had a lead going into the fourth quarter, uh, seven to six. Uh, Centennial comes back, takes a fourteen to seven lead, and then Columbia comes back on the very next uh, kickoff. Caden McCoy takes it ninety nine yards for a touchdown, and uh, Columbia goes for two and makes it a fifteen fourteen game. And then, unfortunately, we just uh, uh, weren't, weren't able to Went make the play. Stagnant yeah. offensively, kind of. I mean, just couldn't yeah, we, make any. We we weren't very good offensively the entire night, so. Uh, you know, the the foundation, as Coach Golf put it, has been laid, and um, uh, these seniors have been through a lot, and uh, they have a lot to be proud of. Though they'll be a group that's always remembered for being the ones that kind of put Columbia back on the map and laid the foundation for what uh, should be a lot of success in the future. Okay, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio with Coach Mike and our special guest today, Clayton the Claw, and. Uh, We'll be right back. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And uh, I'm Drake with Coach Mike. And that was Miss Susanna Hoff, lead singer of the Bengals, Manic Monday. And uh, that song, Coach, was written by Prince. Susanna Hoff and Prince had a very brief relationship, from what I understand, as the story goes. And Prince, while she was with the Bengals, um, and Prince wrote some songs, and that obviously being one of their biggest hits, that and I guess Walk Like an Egyptian were the two biggest hits of the Bengals. Yep. But Prince did write Manic Monday for them. So, And it is Manic Monday. And, uh, Coach, your team, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Go Pokes. So there you go. They, they, <laughs> the bedlam, they, bedlam has struck again. They took care of business this weekend against Oklahoma. And uh, and I'm, I'm going to say that's a little bit of an upset. Would you? That's an oh, upset. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's an upset. Oh, that's an upset. That's, that's no question about that. For and, sure. Uh, that's... You That's know, an upset. Oklahoma State, 27-24. Oklahoma State has has gotten a lot better under Gundy and has has become a consistent competitor. Now, here's the here's the thing that as a long-suffering Oklahoma State fan, somewhere in the next 3 weeks their history is well, being they trip. <laughs> they well, I'll trip tell you somewhere. What, they have con- they it, have control. They gain control of their own destiny as far as the the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. But their history has also been that they trip well, about this time when they get there. Get there, and funny. I hope they don't. I, I really hope they can go through and can get a shot at Texas and well, see what they can do. With funny that. you should say that about the next three weeks because I just happen to have their schedule right here. They play four and next they play four and five a uh, Central Florida co- Gus Malzahn coach team, um, and you know. There's nothing more that Gus Malzahn would love to do than to go in, upset Oklahoma State, steal their thunder, Thanks. and ruin their season uh, and their chance to go basically uh, to the Big 12 championship, championship. game in Arlington. Uh, after UCF, they've got University of Houston, 4-5, and five, very winnable game. And then they've got five and four BYU to end their season, and that's a very winnable game for this team, I would say. Wouldn't you? Oh yeah, all it? three of their games are very winnable. That's the thing that scares me, scares me to death is that they're very winnable games. You know, uh, used to be they go into Iowa State was always their nemesis. Ne- yeah. you know, Iowa State come in at come in at three and six or something like that and end up beating them. Yeah, and so. Uh, you know, as much as I love my pokes, and, and I hope they they, they, they make gotta, the run, you I just got to keep your fingers crossed. Uh, I, mean, I I hope they can. Uh, they more they've got a running back. That Gordon kid, <laughs> tough, he's a beast. <laughs> now, um, and you know, there's nothing more um, that Oklahoma State would love to do than get to Arlington, Texas, in that championship game. 
go up against the blue blood Big 12 defector. Knock off the defector. two SEC defectors. That's right. The two in SEC defectors. In one year. That's exactly right. They would love to do the that. The two Big 12 defectors that left the Big 12 to go to the SEC, which obviously is Texas and Oklahoma. They've already beat one this past weekend. Then they'd love to go to oh, that championship game that and would, beat that Texas would. just as a parting present. A they would have to buy two sets present. of goalposts at, at Stillwater. No. They've already they already lost one set. A parting <laughs> <this> gift. <laughs> a parting gift on their they way to this. They lost one set this weekend. They have to buy a second set. <laughs> That's right. Um, now, speaking of Texas, uh, Texas held off a furious uh, Kansas State rally uh, after leading 27-7 to in the third quarter and was forced into, um, well, what what happened was they were forced into overtime against Kansas State, and they survived 33-30 as Kansas State passed on kicking a tying field goal in overtime and decided to go for it. Fourth and four. It was fourth and goal from the four-yard line. And that's one of those decisions that if you make it, you're a genius, and if you miss it, you're – Well, they didn't make you're it. You're not smart. They didn't make it. <laughs> now, number five, uh, Washington – uh, this past weekend, they survived a shootout with USC, um, and uh, there were 94 points scored in that ball game. Um, now, let me let me go back and say this: Washington, who's nine and zero, six and zero in the Pac-12, uh, they've got Utah next. That that's going to be a very very tough game for them. Um, and then they are at Oregon State. Then they then they have Washington State, their in-state rival, and then the championship game of the Pac-12 this year, which is held in Las Vegas, um, will probably be against Oregon and Bo Nix, and that's going to be a tough game. And for Washington and the Pac-12 to have a representative in this college football playoff, I say they have to be undefeated to go to get. Yeah. To get to, to represent. Yeah. A one-loss the, one Washington is not going to make it into the college football playoffs. It's not going to do it. I think anybody coming off the West Coast is going to have to be undefeated coming in. And okay. I think they're the only team that's got a shot at it right now. Um, and quite frankly, had the Pac-12 been playing like they have this year, all you know, all the last five, six, six years, they – they wouldn't be worried about them disappearing as a conference. I agree. But uh, and I think that's exactly why whoever comes out of there is going to have to be undefeated. If if one of those teams, if Washington gets beat, I think that sinks the the chance of anybody from the West Coast coming in yeah. to do anything in into the playoff. Um, and you know, just it comes back to well, you know, we're, we're back. We're you, you had your big high, and now you're starting to. Yeah. Peter out a little bit and, and, and can't keep the wave going. Uh, so, well, um, we'll see what happens. But if I, I you know, I, like I said, I think if Washington loses one of those games, like you said, team coming off of uh, from the West is going to have to, from the Pac 12, is going to have to be undefeated to make one of those top four teams in the college football playoffs. Now, uh, one team that will not make the playoffs for the third consecutive year uh, are the Clemson Tigers. Um, after making it six consecutive years and winning two championships in the last seven years, they are going to miss 
uh, the college football playoffs for the third consecutive year. Uh, and after fans and students and everybody clad in orange Saturday uh, rushed the field after they gave Notre Dame, number 15 Notre Dame, their third loss, 31 to 23. I don't, I don't know why you rush the field um, after you beat somebody and give them their third loss, but they chose to rush the field. Uh, maybe it'd been a while since they they were able to rush the field, <laughs> made them feel better, and cost their university a quarter of a million dollars in uh, fines. That, 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 that's not hurting them at no, all. No, that, that doesn't make make any difference. But my my deal is, uh, Alabama fans didn't rush the field when they beat LSU and gave them their third loss, and LSU was ranked higher. Yeah, Clemson's Rick feeling was, picked on LSU right now. LSU ranked higher than than Notre Dame. Yeah, Clemson's feeling picked on right now, and well, I think they're wanting to celebrate whatever they can. Uh, and, and and that must be true because in the post game interview, uh, as they were. I guess they were carrying Dabo off on their shoulders. I don't know what exactly, but in the post-game interview with Dabo, Dabo said, everybody's throwing dirt on us. Now, if, if, if Clemson was a stock, you better buy all you can freaking get. And, um, you know, they he did say freaking, and, and that I guess that is a um, watered-down version of another word. Um, but my deal is this um, – like you said, Coach, they've been they've been kicking Dabo and his eleven million dollar uh, paycheck around, being uh, four and four, five hundred ball, uh, four losses in the ACC, and uh, they've been kind of calling in and giving him a hard time on his Tiger Call show, and I think they kind of that kind of rallied the wagons, that kind of circled the wagons, don't you think? Yeah, he tried to he tried to downplay that a little bit, but then I, I read other articles where they interviewed his, you know, he he downplayed it, and then in the same article they interviewed his players, and his players said, oh, by all means, that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, you know, well, we mean, came in well, with a chip on our shoulder because you know we we got our coaches back, and if you listen and, to that, if you listen to that Tiger call in and, and we played yeah. a clip of it here if you listen to Dabo's response to Tyler from Spartanburg you realize that that got under Dabo's oh, skin yeah yeah he called He's, the guy smart ass yeah he said you, you know you want to apply for the job apply for the job well think about it is Dabo he, he's a fan. He's not applying to be a football coach. You're the one getting paid $11 million a year. You're the one that's supposed and to be – And don't complain one, about the sp- critics when you're the one that set the expectation up. There you go. I mean, that's that comes with the territory. You know. Oh, you know. Uh, he doesn't you know, you feel get, appreciated. You know, OU coaches the same way. The Alabama coaches are the same way. The Tennessee coaches are the same way. Florida State coaches are the same way. You build it up, and you build up that expectation. You've had success. Okay. You, know, you, demand, what is. you demand a high paycheck. And you the get the high paycheck. paycheck. You better be ready to – when the water starts getting hot, you better be able to take a bath in it instead of complain about it. There you go. <laughs> Number 10 Ole Miss, who goes to Athens to play Georgia this weekend. Um Ole Miss is eight and one overall, five and one the SEC. Beat A and M thirty eight thirty five as Ole Miss blocked a field goal in the waning seconds of that ball game that would have a forty seven yard that would have tied the ball game up and sent it to overtime. Now we talked about it before the show, Coach Jimbo Fisher and company. How I, he still has a job well, there. I'm, uh, and you made it. You made a good because, point when I said that comment because before. they owe him too much money. I was going to say they can't afford to get rid of. I him. mean, you can't. They can't and, afford to get rid of Jimbo Fisher right now. I mean, they can't afford it. Even even yeah. as much money as Texas A&M, A&M has, has, and Texas A&M has, has a lot of money. Of money. <laughs> they are not willing just to just to cut somebody a check. 
uh, as they're as they're walking out the door for the next I don't know six or seven they years. They may be getting more willing. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what, and, and people go, oh, Drake, what's up with what's up with what's up with Jimbo Fisher? Well, A and M folks has lost nine consecutive road games. Not not this. Not necessarily against power top 25 teams. They have lost just five consecutive, excuse me, nine, nine. consecutive yeah. road games. And they're four and 10 in the last 14 games against power five foes. And that, that doesn't mean that mean that doesn't mean that the power five are in the top 25. That just means they're four and 14 against the power five conferences. Teams, so they could have played a lowly team from the Pac-12 or whatever the deal is, and gotten and and you know could be one of those ten losses out of fourteen games. Now, it is true their three losses this year are by only one score against Alabama, Tennessee, and Ole Miss, but that doesn't almost only counts in horseshoes. They, I, exactly, <laughs> and hand grenades, right? Yeah. Close, yeah, right? A few hand and, grenades. I mean, and so. And so that I mean that's I don't know you know <laughs> not a ton of A and M fans around here but it has to leave you scratching your head thinking what is A and M going to do about Jimbo Fisher and they had such high expectations before the year started they were picked to win the West by a lot of people oh yeah they were uh, picked to win the Western Division of and the how SEC. They keep getting picked is what puzzles me as much as anything. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just, it, it's hard to understand. So, um, okay. Uh, we are moving up to our second break here at the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. And um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk some NFL action from yesterday. I've got a little bit more college to go over, but we're going to talk about uh, the Titans getting ready for Tampa Bay. Got some Monday night football. Got some Magic 8-ball picks for tonight, matter of fact. Uh, talk a little Predators, Nashville SC, and a little Ryan Blaney NASCAR news. I know that's we – don't, we don't talk a lot of NASCAR. We'll, here have, to on, go, we'll have to go next door and, and go get our – And there's a, reason, there's a reason why we don't talk a lot of NASCAR <laughs> here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, but it is what it is. So, um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. There you go. There's the music. Uh, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, Coach Mike. We'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. 
This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Coach Mike on the board. And uh, in its first week as number one in four years, number one Ohio State, they were number one last week, they aren't this week, went to Rutgers and became the college football playoffs first top-ranked team since 2014 in almost 10 years to trail at halftime to an unranked opponent as they were trailing Ohio State was trailing Rutgers at Rutgers 9 to 7 what an ugly score that was um, classic case of overlooking an opponent then running hand. back Travion Henderson for Ohio State uh, cranked it up in the second half and he wound up with 200 yards for the game rushing and uh, Maserati Marvin Harrison scored uh, or caught two touchdown passes as uh, Ohio State won 35-16, to and they covered the 18.5-point spread. They won by 19. How does Vegas know that? How do they figure that out? I just swear it, it just boggles me. Now, my question is, can Ohio State actually win in Ann Arbor as Ann Arbor, as, as Michigan ran up the score on lowly uh, Purdue? Um, and Michigan – Gets ready to play Penn State on Saturday. That could be a terrific ball game if Penn State plays ball like they know how to play. Penn State can, you know, they're they're, they're up and down, up and down. Up yeah. and, they either look like world beaters or they or they just they're, barely they're, scrape Remind by. me of a team that's climbing, but they're not quite there yet. They're just not quite over that hump yet to to be the to be in that, in that mix. So I, I'm afraid they're not going to be able to. To overcome what Michigan in that situation? What was Coach Primetime thinking about? His team scored a, a late touchdown um, against Oregon State Saturday afternoon, number sixteen Oregon State, uh, and the Buffs score a late touchdown to make it a seven-point game. And um, they don't, with a minute forty-two to go in the ball game in the fourth quarter, they're down by seven. And they don't onside kick. I mean, that. Uh, well, what do you? What do you? I don't understand. I, I don't that, understand that, that either. Uh, and by the know. way, the Colorado Buffaloes—they were minus seven yards rushing for the entire game. Minus seven yards rushing. So the the luster is coming off. The, the reality uh, is the setting in. The is showing the, yeah, through. Yeah, the the reality is setting in that he doesn't quite have the team that uh, everyone thought he might have, and he's to his credit, he has been saying that you know that I don't right. have he's all the a, pieces said, in place on. yet. Just, just hang, hang on, on. Okay. it's coming. We I don't have well, all my pieces in place yet, but uh, you, know, you got to you know, give yourself, got to give you, uh, got to give at least your team a chance to possibly win. Yeah, the, and kick a minute forty two, you're down by seven. 
kick the onside, yeah. onside kick. At least give him a shot to get the ball back. Uh, did he have all three of his timeouts, or do we know I, that? I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know. If he'd had that, you know, maybe. But you, you, you're still, if you're down you're still, by seven with a minute 42, yeah. you can't score if you don't yeah. have the ball. So don't kick it away. Try I, an onside kick. That's, okay. only, the only thing I could figure out is if he had all three timeouts. He might be. He might be thinking. Well, they never got the ball back. Yeah. So and so, I doubt. Two that. weeks. <clears throat> two weeks ago, Arkansas fell. Um, they were two and six, and they lost to Mississippi State seven to three. They scored three points the entire game against Mississippi State. Uh, but the Razorbacks got got back their star running back Raheem Sanders this weekend from injury, and they. Uh, Went down to the swamp in Florida, in Gainesville, and beat Florida 39-36. to Far cry from uh, three points for the entire game against Mississippi State. Uh, and Richardson went off. Yes, 39-36 in overtime at the swamp. And that is Arkansas's first win, Coach, at Florida since joining the SEC in 1992, they never won in Florida. Now, I don't know how many times they played down down there. Billy Napier, the head coach for Florida, man, they're going to struggle. They're five and four, three and three in the SEC. They're going to struggle to become bowl eligible with three games left. Do you know why? They've got five wins. You have to get the six to become bowl eligible. Yeah. But they got to go. Their next games. Listen to this, folks. At LSU, at Tough. Missouri. Tougher. And, and, Flo- tough. and Florida State. Yeah, it kind of depends on what LSU quarterback's situation <laughs> is as to whether or not how, how really how tough LSU's really the, going to be there. You know, Niedermeyer or I guess whoever the backup is is his name. Uh, Nussmeyer. Nussmeyer or something like that. Uh, seems to be an adequate quarterback, but he's not he, He's not the, the guy they had. And, and so – Nehemiah is a pledge pin. Is that a pledge? What is that on your chest? A (laughs) pledge pin. That's Nehemiah. Okay. Now, the the only two things that that Coach Billy Napier for Florida has going for him is he's got the number three uh, rated recruiting class coming up this fall so far, and he's got a $32 million payout or buyout (laughs) in his contract. So those are the only two things he's got going for him. Otherwise – this year he's got a tough road to hoe against LSU, Missouri, and Florida State in his remaining uh, schedule. Now, Army, 3-6, and six, playing for the Commander-in-Chief Trophy. Beat undefeated Air Force 23-3 to three as Air Force 8-1 and one now, 5-0 and oh in the Mountain West Conference. They had six the Air Force best starts since 1985. I was like a sophomore at the University of Alabama. Going crazy, didn't even know where Air Force was. It's in Colorado somewhere. And they they had six turnovers Saturday, coach. You can't win you, you can't win any ball games no. with six turnovers. Especially especially as an option team. There you go. <laughs> now, um Iowa and uh that's your phone going off, coach. Iowa and Northwestern played at Wrigley Field, and that's where the Cubs play in Chicago, in case people don't know where Wrigley Field is. Um, they played this past weekend. Iowa won 10-7. to And did you know that that made that 10-7 to score? 17 points. That made it the, the seventh highest scoring game played in that building this year. <laughs> so with all the home games of all. Baseball was still ahead of. That's right. That's right. Base, 
baseball is still <laughs> still ahead of the northwestern and iowa. iowa uh northwestern game uh and iowa had to to score their touchdown they had to block a punt and then score a touchdown against northwestern and then kick the field goal to beat northwestern in just the waning seconds of that ball game but the 10 to 7 score made it the seventh highest scoring game played at wrigley field this year now um, NFL-wise, NFL early morning Sunday, dud. I mean, Miami loses or Kansas City beats Miami 21-14. to supposed to be a big high-scoring game. It wasn't. The biggest surprise of the weekend was the uh, former UT quarterback Joshua Dobbs just, just, I mean, just got hired on in Minnesota after got Kirk Cousins' Achilles, Achilles uh, heel got torn or whatever the deal is. Um, Tenant got torn. Joshua Dobbs shows up at Minnesota and goes down to Atlanta this weekend. Doesn't even know the name of the players on the team he's playing with. And they he leads them to a 31-28 victory in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Dobbs. Went here's his line, coach. Stat line: twenty for thirty, hundred and fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns. He was sacked three times. He rushed. He rushed for sixty-seven times for sixty-six yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's. I mean, he did something very, very similar last year with Tennessee. Comes in and eight days later starts a game. There you go. And does extremely well. It, it begs why the question: they, Why did they let him go? Why did the Titans get rid of him? I mean, you keep him. He's a hot you commodity. Can say, you keep him. You you can save a draft pick that you, you spent on a quarterback, albeit a good quarterback. Carolina, do you know what the Carolina Panthers would give would, would give for oh, him yeah. instead of Bryce Young right now, who threw two pick sixes yesterday I, in their in their twenty-seven to thirteen loss to the. Colts. Yeah, good for he Dobbs. He had three interceptions and two pick sixes Bryce Young did yesterday. Um, now, let's see. Before we get to the end of the show, I've got the Magic 8-Ball coming up. Now, the best game of the day had to be the Texans 39-37 over Tampa Bay, and the main story was rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud for the Texans. He threw 30 for 42 attempts for 470 yards, a rookie NFL record, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Congratulations to C.J. Stroud. Ryan Blaney wins the NASCAR Cup Championship Series. The Predators Saturday won 5-2 at Edmonton, tomorrow night at Calgary. The Nashville SC tomorrow night in Nashville, Geodis Park. They're down 0-1 in a best-of-three series against Orlando City for the MLS Cup. And tonight, Monday night football, the Los Angeles Chargers at 3-4 visit the New York Jets at 4-3. The Magic 8-Ball says take the Chargers – Minus the points and go under the forty point total. Under and take the point and and minus the points with the Chargers. Man, right. I I I think the Jets have got some momentum. The Jets have got as long, some. as long as they're not playing a a high tier team, they they can be dangerous. Yep. The Magic Eight Ball says Chargers and under tonight and Monday Night Football. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Monday is done. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Have a great week.